Cinebuds is supported by Associated Bank. Cinebuds, Cinebuds, two buddies talking about cinema. Oh, hi. Hello to a special episode of Cinebuds from 89. I'm Justin Barney. From Milwaukee Film, I'm Christopher Pollard. And today we are talking about the movie that dares to ask the question, what if the moon fell? And what's the name of that movie? The name of that movie is Moonfall. That checks out. There's no need to panic. Not crazy! Why are they lying about all this? It's too late to stop. You knew all this was happening before NASA. You are the unidentified source? Oh, yes. Okay, we are talking about Moonfall. Christopher, oh, would you like to give us a little uh, plot synopsis, or have I done enough? I mean, well, I don't think you've hit on many of the nuances of the film. <laughs> but uh, no. I think what happens in this film is the moon, who is a character in itself... Yes. Falls. Correct. And then we see how we all deal with that craziness. Personally, I think that everybody should go into this movie how I went into this movie, which is three beers deep. Oh, sure, sure, sure. With a friend that was uh, just as uh, just as ready for the extravagantly terrible movie that is. Movie. What? What? What did you think? I went into this movie forwards, and here's what I think I should have done, is gone in right. backwards so I wasn't facing the screen. <laughs> okay. I also would like to say, I've got a lot of these. I also would like to say that- <laughs> That was bad. Oh, it was, no, no, it's going to get worse. Uh, it's You know what? That, that joke was bad, but it was also 100 times better than Moonfall. And then wow. also I'd say that- one th- one takeaway from this film is I realize how short our time on Earth is, um, uh, and this movie stole two of those hours uh, that I'll never get back. You didn't laugh at my three beers joke, so I'm not laughing. at I it. did laugh at your three beers joke. You did not. Kenny, roll back the footage. I went into this movie, which is three beers deep. Oh, sure, sure, sure. It was crickets. It was. It was. It was Mardi Gras over here. I don't know what you're talking about. Okay, so uh, Moonfall, I think, is a beautifully pure concept. I think that Moonfall could be a great movie if it would go in line with, I think, the ultimate end-of-the-world movie or, like, (laughs) mega-destruction movie is Shin Godzilla. And I think if it went along—have you seen Shin Godzilla? Yeah. Okay. It's a masterclass. It's a masterclass in uh, bureaucracy. <laughs> right. And I think that that would be a really interesting take on this is like, how would the world react to the moon falling? And I was like, going into this movie, I was like, I am sure that this, like, this is an actually legitimately great concept that could be like really well executed and really interesting. I am sure that it will be bogged down with meaningless human drama, yep. with like, all kinds of 
you know, reasons why the moon is falling. And uh, I was like, maybe it can like hold off on those just like a little bit and play with the idea of the moon falling. And I think that this movie got a whole 60 seconds in before being ruined by all the things that I was worried it was going to be ruined by. Yeah. Uh, Agree on all points. Uh, I think the only way to make this, you're right. I agree that the concept of this film could be really cool. I think the only thing you have to do to make it uh, good is to take every decision that was made in this film and not do those things ever again. (laughs) I mean, it was shocking. I'm going (laughs) to in the podcast, just as a, just as like a cliffhanger, I'm going to tell you what I think the worst movie I've ever seen is. <laughs> no <laughs> okay. guessing. No guessing. Okay. All right. Well, I think that this movie, I mean, I, coming out of this movie, I laughed a lot. You know, I went with my buddy yeah. and we had some good times afterwards. Well, you just were drunk. Like, I mean, you were drunk. Wait, it just, <laughs> just thinking about how, you know, the decisions that were made in this movie, I think it was, I think it like, And I'm not even like a person who really likes bad movies, but if you like bad movies and you love like just going to a movie and turning your brain off or just laughing at how ridiculous a movie could possibly be and how many serious decisions were made, Mm -hmm. um, I think that this could be a movie that you would like. I still think that you could not like it, and I think that nobody else will like it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Those are a lot of decisions. Um, I yeah, uh, I, I have very little to say to counteract what you said. <laughs> I say don't go see this movie. Keep your brain on a little bit uh, most of the time. Um, yeah, I, I, if I saw this at home with someone, uh, it would have been a v- much more entertaining movie. But I was alone in a theater with just very few people. And I did chuckle a few times, but I felt like guilty for chuckling. Cause I didn't want to ruin anyone else's time. Like if they were right. invested in it, which I don't see how that's possible, but I, I think I would have laughed more. There was two other people in theaters that were just there for the same reasons we were. It was just, that's lucky. Yeah. That's a lucky, lucky roll of the dice. Yeah. Okay. Moonfall. We're going to talk more about it in the podcast and the Oscar nominations were just announced and we're going to talk about Oscar nominations too. So we're sorry. We're very sorry. <laughs> right. Uh, after the break, we're going to talk more about Moonfall and the Oscar nominations were just, uh, were just announced. So we're going to talk about the Oscar nominations too. Stick around. Support for Cinebuds comes from your membership and associated bank proud supporter of Milwaukee Film and offering support year-round through Milwaukee Film Checking. More about Associated Bank's commitment to the Milwaukee community at AssociatedBank.com. Member FDIC. It's the most charitable time of year and we have a way for you to give a gift to Radio Milwaukee and yourself. Donate your unwanted car, truck, motorcycle, or boat and let us take it off your hands. Your gift will support the music and stories you enjoy every day, and it may even qualify you for a tax deduction. Visit RadioMilwaukee.org slash cars to schedule your free donation pickup today. All right, and we are back on Cinebuds. 
And, w- and what are we talking about? We are talking about the movie Moonfall. So, um, Moonfall is directed by Roland Emmerich. And uh, Roland Emmerich has a history of making movies that are similar to this. He was the... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he, he wrote Independence Day. He wrote The Day After Tomorrow. Um, wrote that terrible, terrible 1998 Godzilla movie. Oh, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's just getting worse. Yeah, he's not holding up. I mean, he's made some real clunkers too, but I mean, well, including Godzilla, but yeah, he has this history and he's uh, either just recycling what he's done before and what a ton of other movies like this have done before, but it's like someone wrote a formula for a disaster film and no one de- no one decided to like add details. They just said, "Okay, yeah. There's a father and he's got a problem with his son." Uh, and he's kind of a maverick. It's like, oh, stop. The world is ending. There are riots across the world. And he is under his car working on it. Yeah, that's what he wants to be, where the world is. Oh, stop. Stop. And uh, <laughs> my, I saw my buddy and our other friend texted us. Uh, he said, how was Moonfall? And uh, my buddy texted, without spoiling too much, a Lexus SUV sport mode plays a pivotal role in a scene. Oh, it did. I laughed. That was one of the two laugh things I had uh, where I, oh, I'm not going to suppress this obvious like product endorsement um, sort, oh, of, yeah. sort of a thing. And Lexus <laughs> played a large role in this movie. Yeah. Lexus saves the world. Do you know what's really funny about this film is that it is based on a book, number one, any book (laughs) that this is based on, that's hilarious. True. But apparently, I read the synopsis of the book it's based on uh, by Jack McDevitt, uh, who I think is a popular sci-fi novelist, and it's hard sci-fi novel, which if you're not familiar with hard sci-fi, hard sci-fi is concerned with actual scientific legitimate facts being used within the context of their story. Yes. (laughs) which couldn't be farther from uh, this film. And the, the plot is, is barely recognizable. Honestly, Uh, in the movie, in the book called moonfall, technically the moon as a whole doesn't fall to the earth as in the film. It's debris. Mm -hmm. The moon, the moon is like shattered and there's no, you know, alien element. There's, so you just took the title. Just, it is essentially the title. Well, that Pretty is the thing it. about this movie is that I think that it could be a very good movie. Yeah. You know, I think like if it were if it were hard sci-fi, I think that it would be incredibly interesting to think like how would we handle it as a society yeah. if the moon started to fall, you know? And I and there are like bits of this movie that like kind of hint at uh interesting things. You know, it's like the immediately the you know, there's like a a war room where like these decisions are happening or they they figure it out and they like try to hide it right away. But then it's like immediately like everybody gets a push notification and it's like the moon is headed to Earth. And I was like, wow, that really would happen. And they were like, OK, let's happen. Like, let's see what's happening in the press. And uh, like everyone is is talking about it and how that would affect like what goes on would be really interesting 
The things that are not interesting are the main characters, <laughs> ex-partners, their children, and all of the relationships that each character has with the other characters, yeah. like ex-husband and wives, children, and their, you know, I, I like I didn't think we would get a full look at the main characters, ex-wives, caretakers relationship <laughs> yeah. with their child. Right. <laughs> you know, not a thing I'm concerned about in what happens if the moon falls. Yeah. It's interesting when they <laughs> the guy the also let's not forget the main characters themselves also incredibly bland and one-dimensional and boring. But yeah. there's a moment where the main character and ex-astronaut who's going to save the day, the the moon has been established. <laughs> if if we haven't covered this enough, is going to hit the earth. That's a big yeah. deal. And he's asked to help. And he said, I've got problems of my own. I was like, you know, what's top of that list, pal moonfall. How, how would any human being react that way? I've got problems. I know. And my problem is like, my son's kind of, kind of a bad kid right now. Yeah. You know, what will solve that the moon hitting the earth. And there was a lot of moments like that where people were like threatening death. Or, and I was like, yeah. I don't know. This like doesn't really hold water when everybody's about to die. Right. You know? It's like, I need that oxygen. Why? Because the uh, moon's going to hit the earth? Okay. Listen, guys. <laughs> the whole premise makes the little your little personal stories completely obsolete. It genuinely seemed like this movie was at one point, two hours and 45 minutes. And then they said, listen, we're, we can't do that. Uh, this movie does not warrant that. And instead of removing whole sections that should have been removed, like whole plot lines, they said, well, we'll keep some of it in. Yeah. So what happened, it, I'd say 20 minutes in, there's a decent pace for like maybe 15, 20 minutes. And then once everyone discovers the moon's falling, it, it incredibly sped up. Like the, <laughs> which I understand sort of like if you found out the moon fell is falling, mm-hmm. you know, people are going to jump to it, but it's just this pace is sped up to a point that makes some of those relationships obsolete and some of the thing, but they kept trying to and carry they, it out. And they spent so much time working on getting the audience to care about these characters and the relationships with them. And they were so wooden and they were so pained and they didn't spend like uh, enough time, you know, not enough time, but they didn't like, they didn't, they, they just didn't make these characters in a way that, that anyone cared about them in the way that they wanted us to care about them. So that was like, and they spent so much time building that drama and not enough time talking about what if the moon fell. Yeah. There's also, I should point out, there's a couple people in here that are in here. It's almost offensive that they're in here. Donald Sutherland. Yeah. Who who is like a legend has one four minute scene for, for no reason. I genuinely don't know who he was. I don't. He was like, I've spent my entire life covering up this secret. You just walked into this room. You want to hear it? Yeah. Well, (laughs) that was like the the whole thing was like, I spent 20 years protecting this secret, but now I'm going to tell the first person that I see. But it's like, we already, I mean, I think we kind of know, but this point, (laughs) and also Mm. why, why do you need to be the person to do this? You're Donald Sutherland. 
Yeah. My, Michael Pena, who I also really like, is just wasted in this movie. The o- yeah. I'll tell you the only two things that I liked. I actually liked John Bradley, who plays the like the kind of nerdy conspiracy theorist who ends up being right. He's a uh, what is a mega structurist. He's a mega structurist, and it is annoying how they handle his character because Patrick Wilson like brings him in and trusts him, but and then tells everybody not to listen to his ideas. Yeah, I don't. I their introduction and everything is very silly. I just yeah. I like John Bradley. I, he used he sure. was in um, Game of Thrones famously, and he, his character was actually I I did like him. They did a good job only with him. But uh, the best part of this movie, the best actor in this movie to me, is Fuzz Aldrin. (laughs) They spent $140 million on this movie. And for free, they could have just said, here's a cat. His name is Fuzz Aldrin. (laughs) They spent $140 million on this movie? They did. But that's not enough because there were entire sections that were so clearly green screened. And so pointlessly green screened, like there's a section where just Patrick Wilson pulls up on his motorcycle, takes off his helmet. It it was so poorly finished that I was like, are they, is this a commercial? Is this backstage at a commercial? It was so bad. So they, I mean, the effects, the other effects, you know, the big effects are good, but these little ones, they just didn't pay attention to. Well, I like... The the one thing that I am that I am there for and I was like interested in is when they tell the backstory of the moon and why it's falling. And they spend like they just like rocket through this and it is like an hour and 45 minutes into the into the movie. But even that is just like so full of every single yeah. sci-fi cliche, so cliche that they could yeah. possibly throw it at it. And they still do it. And even though it was like still at parts that was interesting to me and they could have like flush that out in a way that wasn't so contrived and it and it could have been interesting but it was instead it was just like so full of human drama but um they really did when it is when this wasn't trying to get you to buy into its human drama it was just like throwing every cliche look at it let's Um, i want to focus on one positive thing all right well there's a scene this is where i laughed i like i couldn't stop laughing (laughs) There's a scene where the, a tidal wave is coming and they're in this motel. By the way, the motel room is bigger than any hotel room I've ever been in. It's yes. supposed to be a cheap motel room, and it's the size of my entire first floor. Sure. Um, the, they try to make this drama where John Bradley's character gets swept away and Patrick Wilson has to save him and pull him up the stairs. And I'm yeah. like, the water is maybe two feet high. Stand up, John. Stand up. That's the only, like, I understand the initial hit knocks you down and it's rushing, but you are in, cause you can see the, the tip of the stair of the, of the banister, which is only like two to three feet off the ground. Plenty of room. Just stand up, buddy. Mm-hmm. But yeah. they try to make it like he's saving him from a rushing river. Oh, that was amazing. I, I just kept thinking they've missed, they've missed something here. Okay. We've talked for 20 minutes about Moonfall, which I think is already So we've many. got so. 20 more minutes to talk about it. Let's go. All right. So is there anything that you need to say about Moonfall before we move on? I can't wait for Earth Flat and, well, it does and Space like, Big. Space Big I'm really excited about. 
It does kind of like lead into like a possibility of a next movie. Um, Earth flat. I, I hear. I, well, I've heard Earth flat is about the Earth being squashed to the dimensions of a pizza. So I'm really excited to get into that. I think that's going to be the actual hard sci-fi movie we really wanted. I hear your silence. I'm fine with it. <laughs> I sit in it. Let's sit in your silence. I'm proud of everything I do. Okay. All right. I- okay. <laughs> Moonfall. Don't see it. Yeah, don't. All right. I- I've never been more... Just st- just don't waste your life. You were going to tell us what your, the worst movie you've ever seen was. Moonfall! Surprise! Uh, yeah, we need more. We need more practical effects in our show. There it is. All right, so that wraps up Moonfall. Okay, the Oscar nominations are in, and we're not going to talk about all of them, but I think we should talk about Best Picture. Sure. So for Best Picture, for Best Picture, there are ten nominees. These are the nominees for Best Picture: King Richard, Licorice Pizza. Nightmare Alley, The Power of the Dog, West Side Story, Dune, Drive My Car, Don't Look Up, Coda, and everybody's least favorite nominee, Belfast. You know, people like, there are people, if you can believe this, that like this movie. I I, (laughs) I don't get it. Uh, so Belfast is so disappointing. Think- oh, sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, I was just going to say, what do you think of these ten nominees? Um, there's a few that are fine. The, I'll tell you the most. The one I'm most excited about is that Drive My Car was nominated in the Best Director and Best Picture category. I'm really, sure. I'm really hoping for another like uh, foreign film upset. Like I want another mm-hmm. uh, Parasite. Because it's right. a, I, I mean, for me, I know you didn't, we're totally on the same page, but for me, this is a, a beautiful film that's unlike a lot of the other offerings you usually get from the Oscars. It's definitely top tier. I mean, I would yeah. love if it would won. I don't think it will win because Parasite was more like visual and more. Yeah, it had more of, of an like, appeal that c- could have taken it over yeah. the top. But honestly, drive out of these, drive my car, uh, licorice pizza, power of the dog. Um, and from what I've heard of Coda, I totally get why that's, and I'm excited that a, a film of that size is nominated. Uh, but mm-hmm. and Dune, obviously, I love Dune too. But I, I don't, I don't know why. I, I loved it, but I don't, I don't see it as a winner. But out of the the other ones, Licorice Pizza, I think those are the most like innovative or, or emotional, or you know what? I think they deserve it. Yeah, I think like. My my top tier nominees here are Drive My Car. I would love to see Drive My Car win. I would love to see Dune win. I would love sure. to see Licorice Pizza win. Um, those are like those are my big three. Nightmare Alley, I would be okay with. Power of the Dog, I'd be okay with. I have not seen King Richard. I've not seen West Side Story. I um and so Yeah, there's a, there's I, a few I, I, I haven't know. seen too. So it's like- I don't know about those ones I would be upset if don't look up one. Yeah. I would be 
I don't, I did not like Coda. Um, I don't think it'll win. And I will flip a freaking table if Belfast wins. Yeah, that'll be frustrating. <laughs> I will say this. Yeah. Uh, Sharon Hines uh, is nom- from Belfast is nominated for Best Supporting Actor. That I have no problem with. I saw that too. I was like, okay, if Belfast, we, we need to give something to Belfast. That could, that's earned. Yeah. I wouldn't be mad at that. No, he's great. He's earned it. Um, but there's also, you know, a couple of guys from The Power of Dog that are nominated that also, I think, completely deserve it, too. I think biggest snub for Best Picture, I was so hoping that Macbeth, uh, the tragedy of Macbeth, would be nominated, yeah. and it wasn't. Of course, Pig was snubbed, and <laughs> Nicolas Cage should have been up for Best Actor, but was not. So Pig completely snubbed, but uh, we saw that coming. Yeah. Uh, also, House of Gucci, no, very... Very few mentions of House of Gucci, if any. Gaga snubbed. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, luckily, now my table flip moment would have been had Jared Leto been nominated. <laughs> Here's the thing. He was nominated for a Razzie, which brings oh, yeah. my prediction completely to manifest. I said That's it. Funny. I called it. And he was nominated for a Razzie. You did. And, I, you know, he could deserve it. Thank you. So... Um, all right, let's talk about our favorite segment. What else we've been watching? Yeah, you go first this time, my friend. Okay. Um, I watched, so a couple of weeks ago, uh, one of my friends texted the group and was like, hey, um, you guys want to watch JFK this weekend? (laughs) (laughs) Are you guys still, are you still friends with him? Yeah, I was like the three-hour movie from 1991 about the assassination of JFK. Yeah, he was like, "Yes," and so watched JFK this weekend. How's that hold? It was great. Did you like it? Okay, good. I loved it. Holds up. It's in that like early, like late 80s, early 90s, like weird amount of light. Kind of everything faded. I don't. I'm sure there's like a name for that kind of like effect that is like kind of really odd, but um, the movie was great. It was three hours and I, I could have done another two. It's that was such a big deal when that came out. It was such a big movie, a big deal. I was really excited when it came out. I liked it. Yeah. Um, And I also watched nightmare alley. I did too. I just recently watched it as well last week. And I think we discovered that we've had very different experiences. (laughs) Yes, um, I'm the very rare what we've been watching crossover event. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so uh, Nightmare Alley is the Guillermo del Toro movie that stars Bradley Cooper. And um, I really liked Nightmare Alley. Yeah. It was, and also kind of surprised at you, Dane, because you love film noir and it is very film noir. It's based on an old pulp novel. They made a noir movie about it in the 1940s. So this is Guillermo like kind of re-upping that. Guillermo del Toro, who normally has some kind of like big monster in it, does not yeah. have a monster. The monster is humanity. And uh, I thought it was really great. I, I don't love Bradley Cooper as an actor and I thought that it was going to be like a weird fit. And... Uh, um. I, I kind of, I I was there for every twist and turn of this movie. Yeah. I was there for, like, the big themes. I was there for the beginning, middle, and end. I thought it was great. It was, it was um, like, devastating, and it was sad. And I thought it was really effective. I, I liked it a lot. It's really weird. Um, I was watching, uh, like, again, I, I do agree. I'm not a big 
Bradley Cooper fan, but everybody else in this movie I really like. And I like Guillermo mm-hmm. del Toro a lot. I do like film noir. I love that it was set in a circus, in a circus, uh, like a, or not circus, but like, like a sideshow. Yeah. For some reason, I hated it. I really, I really I, don't understand that. I'll tell you, I'm not 100% sure why I hated it either. Um, it could be Bradley Cooper. There's something that really puts me off about him, which... It is It is like a very stylized movie, you know? And Well, you know what? But I, I don't know. I think that gives us some definition. For me, I don't... I think when I see a Guillermo del Toro movie, I do expect that super stylized thing. And I think this maybe mm-hmm. was one of his least stylized films. Like it's, it has that Norish style and I get that, but from his other films, this didn't have the same, uh, like extraordinary look that I expect from him. I think maybe that disappointed me a little bit too. Tell me more about what disappointed you because I well, thought the like the I, script was there. I thought that there were like, I thought for every like big swing or twist and turn it took that it really like it really hit. Yeah. I thought each character's arc was really really well done. What what what's not to like here? You know, I don't uh, and that that's what I was saying. I don't 100% know. I just know when I watched it I was very disappointed. On paper like the the story and the twists and whatnot, you know, mm-hmm. I I got I I could get on board with but I just didn't. I just didn't feel anything while watching it. Wow! So it's one of those. I'm not. I'm not 100 percent sure. I know there's a couple small things I didn't care for, and I just mentioned. But I, I don't know why. But I hated it. <laughs> I like, wow! I, I, if I genuinely get to the point where I'm like, I really don't like that movie, you'd think I'd have some substantial reason. This is one of those where I'm like, I just am not connecting to this for some reason. I don't like it. I loved it. I thought it was great. Yeah. It's up for best picture. And I was like, right on. Yeah. I was mm-hmm. surprised by that. And that not, I know, I know a lot of people are really enjoying the movie, but I was still surprised it was nominated. It's not the type of film you usually get nominated for, I think, but to be more positive, to be on, end on a positive note, right. uh, I watched an amazing film uh, that I think is going to be one of my favorites of the year. It's early, what but I'm it? saying uh, it's called "Hit the Road" by Panah mm-hmm. Panahi is an Iranian film, and it is a it's like a road a road trip movie with a family, the most charming and funny family um, <laughs> that I've seen in a movie in a long time. It's and it's one of those movies we've talked about this recently with a couple of other films where they're not gonna they don't spoon feed you why they're doing everything they don't spoon feed you. Mm-hmm. And at the end of this film, you're not a hundred percent sure why what's happening is happening, why they're going on this road trip, why the son has to leave. That's the whole thing of the film. But mm. you you're left with either getting a vague understanding of why, and it's not maybe the actual details aren't important of that. It's just the important thing is seeing this family's relationship during this drive. But it is really funny. Um, it, I laughed, and there's a little kid in it. Uh, who's I'd say like eight. He is one of the best child actors I've seen in a really long time. He is so funny. The dialogue is really smart and really clever. And all that there's incredible details. There's some real sadness in it too. That I like that the filmmaker has this really funny movie that he's not afraid to put something kind of dark and sad, right? You know, 
yeah. it's one of those movies that I feel like is a rare to come across. So I was just, I cherish it. Also has an incredible um, poster. Poster? Yeah. Uh, I'm just looking at this. Isn't that so right good? It is so cool. So anyway, uh, now the, I don't want to spoil anything, but this is, uh, it'll be fun to spoil a little bit. Uh, this is going to be the member screening for Milwaukee Film. So our member oh. screening this February. Yeah, big reveal. Uh, the email by the time this comes out, the email won't even have gone out. So, so some of our members are gonna get a little wow, surprise, heads up, little heads up, a little peek. But I'm Love so it. excited to share this with uh, our members because it is it's a special film. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Love. Okay, it. hit the road. Um, uh, great. Well, this is Cinebuds. Uh, we started talking about Moonfall. So, and we're sorry. But I feel like I feel like we redeemed it with all of our other chat. Um, all right, Cinebuds is edited by DJ Kenny Perez. Thank you. Thank you, and we're sorry. I'm gonna apologize um, to everybody. <laughs> we our theme song is from Milwaukee musician Brett Newski. Oh, the Newski. This is beneath you. I apologize. We also get support from Associated Bank. Delicious. <laughs> and thank you to. To all of the members from Milwaukee Film and 889 who listen and support our organizations. Yeah, thank you very much. Could do this without you. And uh, there's also <laughs> someone else's moon who I couldn't do this without. The, Aldrin. <laughs> the, the moon to my earth. <laughs> all into me, baby. Uh, the one and only Christopher Pollard. Oh, no. Is that a Dave Matthews song? I have no idea. You right. love I... Dave Matthews. 